I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Hi, Patrick. How are Hi, you? Hi, Sammy. I'm great. How are you? Good. Good. <laughs> what's uh, what's new in your life? You're you're remodeling your bathroom. I am remodeling my bathroom, and I don't want to bore our listeners with the story, but it's or me, it or you. It, it's exactly what you would think remodeling a bathroom from the 1960s would be. Ooh. You think it's going to be surface level easy, and then you get into it, and it's not so much. In fact, there's a lot of damage behind the walls, and a lot of things that were done oh, funky. Wow. So I'm replacing all sorts of stuff. So there you go. You got the story, anyways. You're doing it all yourself, or you're hiring someone? Doing it all myself. Wow. Doing a lot of research. Yeah, That's I got some impressive. books. Got some books from the library. I'm reading about drywall, reading about plumbing, reading about wiring. I'm doing everything, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm figuring out. How are you? What's up? What's up? I see this beach shirt you got on. What's that yeah. all about? So I today um, I did a beach cleanup. My friend Rachel, uh, who owns. Uh, she owns a shop in downtown Middletown um, called Cinder and Salt. It's an eco-friendly screen printing and clothing company. Um, mm. She's really plug. awesome. She's super environmentalist. She hosts beach cleanups, and people can you can you just volunteer. Um, she sets. She has like a little booth set up. She gives you a free shirt, a coupon for her store. So yeah, I think I picked up like uh, around like two pounds maybe of trash. Jeez. Um, for you know within like two hours so wow yeah nice cool crazy cleaning up the beaches cleaning up the beaches cleaning up uh, the basements basements yeah. and beaches are getting cleaned by us what are you cleaning your basement well that's where my bathroom is where i'm remodeling oh, so i'm okay. cleaning it i, I was just trying that. to pair them together gotcha i like it yeah so welcome everybody to kicking and streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh right. Yeah. We. This is a podcast. Yeah. This is a podcast. This is and episode one. What are we doing? Talking about basements and beaches. Nobody's gonna listen. They're here for loss. They're here for Buffy, and they don't want to hear about our, hey, our stuff. This is this is what works in my favorite murder. They've got a whole preamble. You know, right. it's fine. Oh, okay. All right. We'll follow that model. I guess yeah. it works. I love okay. it. Cool. So welcome to the show. Uh, this is the show where we talk about both shows, Buffy, The Vampire Slayer, and Lost. This is episode one. We will be talking about the pilot episode for each show. Mm-hmm. Which one are we going to talk about first, Sammy? I would say Buffy. Just I like things alphabetically. Okay. You know, just I'm into sense. it. Yeah. Um, I worked at Borders, so you know mm-hmm. I like to to. You like to alphabetize everything? Yeah. Well, I worked at a movie gallery, which was a blockbuster uh, alternative. Hmm. So I was also never heard of it. They were they were too they were too low in the totem pole of corporate video stores. Yeah, (laughs) never heard of it. Just its own. Oh, privately owned. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's legit. Then I I I respect that. Yeah. I tip my cap at private video video stores. (laughs) Yeah, to Video One, of which I never stepped foot in. And it's no longer there. But I still respect, of yeah. course. So, um, so you're used to alphabetizing. Yeah, yeah. I'm also a master alphabetizer. I alphabetize my giant Blu-ray wall just the oh, other day. Yeah. Or re-alphabetize. I always mm-hmm. check and double check because the kids will get a hold of uh, 
the copies of movies and they'll flip them <laughs> around and change them up. So wait till they there. work for a bookstore or video store. Yeah, Aww. that's totally gonna happen. <laughs> womp, not, womp womp womp. Not never gonna happen. Sorry, but maybe. I mean, maybe. I I keep like holding out hope that there's gonna be like a renaissance of. Uh, I mean, I feel like books have a renaissance that's happening right now. Books I feel are like everybody's not going to die. Listen, they're never going to die. Everybody, you know what? I'm not. I'm never going to have a Kindle. Like I have an iPad, but I don't. Yeah. Read, but I need to hold the book. I need to. I, you know, if I, if it's a book I love, like I will go through. I will highlight it. There will be markings in the page. Like right. nothing is ever going to replace that for me. Yeah, and same thing with me and DVDs and Blu-rays and now 4K discs. And uh, before that was VHS. It's a very vicious cycle. This physical media game. <laughs> Yeah, for movies, but I, I, uh, I'm addicted and I love it, and it's one of my big joys in life. Well, I think on this note, at the end of this episode, um, and maybe this just can be a segment we talk about Ooh. other things that we are reading, watching, and listening to. Just oh yeah, because we're going to be talking so much about these the two show. shows, but yeah. like we're you know you and i are in a movie club so we're constantly watching it's different true. movies every week you know we're we're just constant that's not a right word we're just constantly <laughs> consuming i was trying to combine those two words yeah media and so i think it would be fun to just talk about sure what else we're yeah we can catch up a little bit at the end of the episode for sure but first let's get into first. buffy the vampire slayer episode one welcome to Hellmouth. To the hell the well, Hellmouth. The Hellmouth? I thought it was welcome just welcome to, to the Hellmouth. Are you sure it's the? Um, yeah, I'm sure. Come on. I know you're. I. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I thought well, I have so, it written down on my notes as welcome to Hell Hellmouth. Yeah. But I guess well, there's the, a the, in the there. Hellmouth. Okay. Well. So. Let's just give a brief recap. If you haven't listened to the intro episode, you know, definitely give that a listen. Gives a little bit more context to the show, but yeah. basically. We, Patrick and I wanted to, we're constantly telling each other about shows that are movies each other should watch. And we decided that this would be a really good time to make each other watch the shows that we love and the other person would hate or has never seen. So that's the con- concept behind kicking and streaming. So mm. my show, my favorite show all time is Buffy the Vampire Slayer and it's pretty hard to get people who are not into it into it so this is this this show's number one for you of all time oh yes this goes 100%. over Avatar the last airbender for you yes Avatar is a is a close second mm-hmm. but I grew up watching Buffy right. I didn't watch Avatar when it was on initially so this gotcha. is just the best if there gotcha. was only if I was stuck on a deserted island, like maybe in one of the other shows we're watching, and I could only watch one show for the rest of my life, I would choose Buffy over Avatar. Right. Okay. So that's yeah. the deal. And yeah. your show that you're making me watch is Lost, which right. I had zero interest in and thought that it was kind of like Survivor. But oh, I can't wait to hear your your take on this after seeing Yeah, the yeah. Pilot. So it'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. Um so yeah, let's so let's jump into it. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 1, Episode 1, Welcome to the Hellmouth. Mm -hmm. The original air date was March 10th, 1997. Wow. 
Yeah. So <laughs> 23 years ago, um, it's written by, so the series is created by Joss Whedon. This episode was written by Joss Whedon um, and was directed by Charles Martin Smith. This was the only episode he directed um, and also Joss Whedon. So I can't tell you how giddy I am to be rewatching Buffy. Like this week when I went to watch it, I was just like so pumped. Like I yeah. like I have so much energy running through me because it's just like, you know, it's just something like I love and, and I love being able to share it with someone else. So I haven't I have not I like I said in the intro, I usually end up rewatching Buffy like every one and a half, two years or so. Um, wow. Yeah, I love the show. I mean, I don't always watch it like from beginning to end. Sometimes yeah. I just pick, you know, like start kind of halfway through one season and then keep watching from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I I haven't rewatched it since our last trial recording of this podcast. Right. Um, we we tried recording this or we tried starting this podcast like three. Of, this is our third time. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> this time it's going to stick. So it's a charm. Yeah. So I haven't watched it since then because I just kept waiting for us to revive this. Um, And so this show, like I was saying, is really fundamental to my being. I mean, I was watching this in my formative middle and high school years. So if you hate it, Patrick, I don't know. This is going to be a rough go (laughs) if I hate the show. It's going to be a rough go for us. I hope it doesn't end our friendship. (laughs) Yeah. I I think we're stronger than that. I mean, It'll make good podcasting at least, maybe. Yeah, I mean. If people like hearing us bicker, maybe they'll hate that too. And then we'll just have zero. They might. I mean, and I, you know, obviously, like, I love Dave and, like, this... I made him watch it early on in our relationship, you know, where you he made was, him where watch we were it? still at that. Well, you know, we're still at that phase where he's like, oh, I want to be into all the things that you're into and, you know, whatever. If I tried to make him watch it now, he'd be like, Ugh. is that your litmus <laughs> test to find out if somebody's worthy of your company? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just feel like it's such a big part of me. Like, you've got to know. You you've got to at least try yeah. watching it. I feel it's like the same thing about Harry Potter. And, and yeah. Dave read all of the Harry Potter books and slash listened to them on audio. You know, it's funny because as I watched this first episode, I did see a lot of things happening. Like, some of the, some of the quirks that some of the characters have, I'm like, I could see a pieces of this in Sammy. Just like, like <laughs> just so slivers, true. slivers of personality that were chiseled out of this show and just sort of dropped into your DNA somehow. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, again, I'm watching this when, like, I'm learning who I am, right? Yeah. Like, I'm forming an identity. And right. And, like, for sure, I credit so much of my sense of humor to this show. Like, yeah. for sure. I mean, just amazing writing, super witty. <laughs> Um, is that how you? <laughs> I don't. That... I don't think I have. No, I'm not saying I have amazing That's writing, what, and I'm super like, witty. But the exactly writing my personality. is amazing and super witty, and oh, I feel like I've become wittier and funnier yeah. because of that. I got you, jerk. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you every time. Every time I rewatch it, yeah, I like get this idea that I can be just as good a fighter as Buffy, and so you get I start this doing. Idea. Karate all over the house. Like I can't. I'm not. I've never taken any kind of fighting, self defense classes, karate, anything like that. But, yeah. So it's really funny. Like every once in a while, I'll just like 
you know, be around Dave and I'll be like roundhouse kick. And, and I don't know what a roundhouse <laughs> kick is. I just swing my leg around yeah, there you and go. I think it's around, it. a roundhouse yeah. kick. Yeah. And, uh, so he always is like, Oh great. She's watching Buffy again. <laughs> so <laughs> when I watched this, uh, two days ago, I was like, you know, tr- I, I, I literally had to do my workout app for the day right before I started watching the show because I had so much energy going and like excitement oh, wow. going into it. You are and then I was like, up for this show. I was like fake fighting, like kind of like how Cam, your son, is like, you know, practicing airbending after watching Avatar. Yeah. I'm like doing that. And Appa's just kind of, my dog is looking at me like, oh boy, I'm a little yeah. concerned about her. He's like, so, here we go again. Every yeah. two years, this happens. <laughs> I actually don't think... I don't think we had him the last time I watched the show. So how long have you had that, that little creature of yours? Um, I feel like yeah. It, I mean, it was I two. Think, I guess I, it was two years ago yeah. that we yeah we adopted him. I mean, so who knows? maybe it, could have it been was right probably before. when we watched the first episode, and then but before that, I like probably hadn't seen Buffy in like a year or so. So okay. Anyway, so do you so, want to talk about like the plot of the episode first, or do you want me to? Let's, if you're cool with it, I want to kind of talk about the history behind it, and then we'll talk about plot, and then we'll get into the episode. Okay. Boy, we got a lot on our plates for this episode. We got a lot to cover. We got a lot of groundwork. There's also just a lot that has happened and is happening with Buffy, so I just feel like we would be remiss to not talk about any of that. Right, right. So let's, let me give you some context, some Buffy history. So again, this show aired 97. Yep. And at the time, us ladies, like, you know, we didn't really have very many badass female superheroes to look up to um, or super strong, like leading women in general on television Mm -hmm. in the 80s and 90s. And this was something that, um, you know, in the late 80s, Joss Whedon, this was something he, you know, he he picked up on. he said, I had seen a lot of horror movies, which I love very much, with blonde girls getting killed in dark alleys, and I just germinated this idea about how much I would like to see a blonde girl go into a dark alley, get attacked by a monster, and then kill it. Yeah. Um, so this and do a was flip, a, like a gymnast flip at the same time. Right, or a roundhouse kick, right. several roundhouse kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this was like he had this this thought and idea again like mid mid eight mid to late 80s right so this was before xena warrior princess which buffy has been compared to a lot and i will be honest i haven't seen it but i probably should that was one of those shows that would it's always on if i was uh sick from school or just as i was getting home from school xena warrior princess was always on and it was never uh never caught my interest yeah um I it probably I probably would be into it. I just for whatever reason never kind of gave it a shot. But anyway, so Joss Whedon created this character named Buffy, and mm-hmm. uh, she's a blonde cheerleader who also happened to be a vampire slayer. Oh, or... she's a cheerleader! I didn't know that. It's spoiler. Well, it's in the movie. Oh, I didn't see the movie. Should well, I have watched the movie before this about. show? Well, we're going to talk about that. Oh. Okay. And so, no, it's not canon. Um, okay. But anyway, so she was actually the vampire slayer, the only yeah. one. So he cast Kirsty Swanson uh, as Buffy in the 1992 movie, which flopped. Like, it was bad. Like, legendarily bad. Um, that's so long before this show started. Uh, that's yeah, a five-year five stint. Yes. That's so strange. Yeah, I mean, so he basically... so. Basically, he he pretty much like walked away and was like, "Well, this was an idea 
that I had, and this was the reality. This is what happened. Joss and Whedon it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And he could have walked away from it, but he didn't, um, mm-hmm. which I'll get into. So anyway, the movie really bad, but it had a very good actor list. Like Donald Sutherland is in it. Um, Paul yeah. Rubens, best ah. de- best death scene ever. So I highly recommend watching the movie, like just for his death scene. It's just. I remember you showing me the death scene <laughs> yes, when we worked I together. It to you. Yeah, like you have to see the death death scene, and we it's watched it, and it was beautiful. funny. It was funny. It's yeah. just so good. Um, and you've got Luke Perry in it, David Arquette, Hilary wow. Swank, which wow. was in was her first film Very role young. ever. Yeah. Um, and even Ben Affleck Ooh, was in it. Ooh, yeah, a young so like, Affleck. Yeah, really good cast. I'm gonna um, have to see this, but you say I don't need to see this for no. the show. But if nope, I saw don't. it, does it? It should add something, I would think. No. Um, I mean, maybe. I, but you really don't have to. It's not canon. There are some things that are different, which again, I'm gonna talk about a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it is just it's kind of a fun watch, honestly. Yeah. Can I um, can I ask this one question though? Sure. Because I had this question when I watched it. Was mm-hmm. she talks a lot about her last school and things? Mm-hmm like the gymnasium burned down and things like this were all due to her and her vampire fighting or whatever. Does that reference the movie? No. I mean, a little bit, but like she doesn't actually burn down the gym in the movie. That doesn't happen. Okay. So, so that's just separate to the show. That's something that happened in the show's storyline that was sort of previous to this, but we never saw it in a movie or anything. Yeah. So basic. So Joss like essentially walked away from the movie and completely revamped mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the story for the show. Come on, nothing uh, revamped. I get it. No, I. It took me a minute. I get it. That's Thank funny. you. You're welcome. The <laughs> so the movie not meant to be canon. Um, some differences between the movie and the show are so Buffy uh, in the movie is a senior. In the show, she starts off as a sophomore. She's transferring right. schools and she's a sophomore. Yep. Um, Principal Flutie in the show, yes, remarks that she burned down the gym. Yep. That doesn't actually happen in the movie. Um, and her mom in the movie is like a complete airhead. But Joyce uh, Summers in the show is amazing. I love her and I love their relationship. And we, well, I'll get into that a little bit too. Um, also in the movie, this is. <laughs> It's so stupid. She gets, Buffy gets cramps anytime a vampire is around. Like, okay. Cramps. Okay. Dave, actually, when we watched the movie, however long ago, I I don't, I feel like we probably watched it around the time, like I had him watching the, the show. Did Dave get cramps watching the show? <laughs> no. <laughs> he, I think oh, he I, cool I didn't know where it. you were going with the story. I just, no, no. I well, tried to Dave, jump to the end. Dave, so Dave actually coined this having cramps when a vampire is near uh, VMS instead of PMS. It's Vampire Monitoring System. <laughs> it's like... Well done. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought you would enjoy that. It's pretty good. So anyway, Joss was not happy with the movie. So a few years later, he tried again and turned it into a show. And there's conflicting stories as to whether WB approached Joss Whedon about this um, Mm -hmm. or if the movie rights holders started the process. But either way, in 1996, Joss Whedon directed an unaired pilot, which never intended to air. It was really just to pitch the show. 
Um, it's pretty close to what did ultimately air storyline wise, although it's only like 25 and a half minutes long. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not the full like episode that we end up seeing. Yeah. Um, and but there are some scene and actor changes. So Anthony Stewart head is Giles and he was the first person that they actually cast. So he is he is Giles in the pilot as well. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it as Buffy, but she was like really breathy and ditzy and just really annoying. Like she's definitely a stronger person, I think, in the actual TV show. So, okay, keep going, but we'll get <laughs> we'll get more into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get in because we'll I have that. my thoughts about about uh, Buffy so far. I mean, yeah, I, I'm only right. one episode in, so I can't yeah. I can't pass too much judgment. But let's um, talk about that. Let me just yeah, okay. All I right. just want to get you up to speed yeah, with yeah, the yeah, history. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Brendan was Xander so that's who is Xander in the show Charisma Carpenter was Cordelia so that stayed the same Mm -hmm. um but Willow was played by Riff Reagan who we've never seen again uh there was no Jesse no Angel no Buffy's mom and it was so melodramatic like there's a scene in it where Buffy is like sad in a classroom and there's like sad flute music playing and it's just like (laughs) really over the top melodramatic so i'm glad they they took that out i don't know if like that was joss trying to be melodramatic and silly but it like it didn't work so yeah i mean he might have grown more as a filmmaker too in those two years you know he could have he could have made that first pilot and then like seen all of the errors that he had done in the past Mm -hmm. two years so that when he actually went to remake the pilot he rectified all of that maybe he got a lot of great edit notes in those two years from everybody who he talked to about the pilot that really didn't go anywhere. And then he, yeah. he got to redo it. I mean, that's well, kind of a dream. Well, it probably wasn't two years, though, because the pilot was in 96 and the show aired in oh. 97. So it probably, I would assume that happened pretty soon after so why the did pilot. they? why did they shoot two pilots then? Why did they shoot one and then well, it went nowhere? Well, the this one, I think, again, like he shot this one to just sell it in. Like the if you watch it, the like some of the scenes or like the um, the sets like were completely like not fully not gotcha. fully built out. Like there was there was like rafters everywhere, and so so this was um, more this is more of like a sizzle reel or something almost like yeah. like it was a mock episode for them to sell to the studios and be like hey look this is the idea this is what we're going for it's not fully done yet but if you give us the money we'll redo it yes something like that exactly okay i got you i think it was it was just like to sell this idea of like here's this this blonde girl who is like you know a badass she's moving to a new school she's dealing with all of that like here's so yeah it so it was never, definitely never intended to to be the first episode. It gotcha. was just a, yeah. So um, like I said, it's only 20, 25 and a half minutes long. So there's also no bigger storyline with Luke and the master that we see in the first episode. Yeah. Um, but there is a really great scene in it that I love um, that doesn't make it to the uh, the first episode, the actual pilot where Buffy says to a vampire, you know, you really shouldn't be here. A vampire all alone at night, it really isn't safe, which I just love. Because again, it's like he's taking that that idea of like, you know, the... the um, right, he's the flipping little, the roles. Yeah, yeah Role exactly. Reversal. Like the little, yeah. the little blonde girl, like afraid in the dark and he's flipping it. And so I, gotcha. I, I just love that line. She's I, the one to be feared, not the vampires. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so... 
Uh, so that is the little bit about the pilot and then just some fun trivia about the auditions. Um, so some of the people, some of the actors who auditioned for Buffy were Selma Blair, Katie Holmes, Julie mm. Benz. Uh, Julie Benz mm-hmm. ends up playing Darla in, in this, um, okay. the blonde vampire. Yep. Uh, it, Elizabeth Ann Allen, who comes back as another character, Charisma Carpenter, who is Cordelia, and yep. actually Sarah Michelle Gellar auditioned to play Cordelia. Um, and the woman who ends up playing Cordelia auditioned for Buffy, so the roles were just switched. Um, and Mercedes McNabb, who also comes back as a different character, but we don't see her in the first episode. Xander, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds actually auditioned to play Xander, but he ultimately passed on the role because he didn't want to play a guy in high school he i think he was quoted as saying something like i just finished high school and it was like awful for me i just don't want to be that guy again Hmm. Um, interesting (laughs) a character we haven't met yet spike was uh nathan fillion auditioned for him and as we know joss and nathan fillion have a great relationship and he ends up you know being on firefly so right we don't lose nathan fillion right um and that's that's a pretty normal thing for Joss Whedon to do. He carries his actors, you know. Um, Nathan Fillion, of course, also did the Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Um, so, and... Have you seen... You've seen all of Firefly and oh, everything yeah. attached to it. You love that as well? I do. I And it's funny because you know how much I don't like space stuff. Right. You or, hate space or, stuff. Or, or Westerns. And this is a space Western. And so I put it's, off watching it. sounds right up my alley. I've, would, I've never seen it. it. I've never oh, seen it. Oh, you would it. love it. You'll def- I, you feel like you'd probably like it more than Buffy. Almost definitely. So yeah, so I put off um, watching Firefly forever because I was like, space and Western? No thanks. Yeah. But I had, I think uh, like a guy I was dating at the time, like his roommate was like, you have to see it. It's Joss Whedon. Like, you're going to love it. And he made me watch the first episode, and I was like, oh, damn, this is good. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of reminds me of Cowboy Bebop, which is also a space western anime, um, which I love. I've seen pieces of that. I can't get into anime, but I I do. uh, I'm aware of that show. (laughs) Yeah. So so then I think you would really like Firefly. I'll recommend that for you. Um, All right. I'll put it on my list. It's not very long. It was canceled, and then a movie was made about it. And the movie is... The movie is amazing and closes Serenity, it up. Serenity, right? yeah. yeah. The movie yeah. closes it up really nicely. So, yeah, you okay. should watch it and get back to me on that. Okay, I will. But anyway, I'll so, back. Uh, so, and then uh, as for Willow, Joss Whedon um, said, "I was determined that we wouldn't have the supermodel in horn rims that you usually see on a TV show. You know, representing like the nerdy girl, when just like she's really not nerdy. Come on." Um, he said, I wanted somebody who had, who really had their own shy quirkiness. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Allison Hannigan is like perfect. She's got it dialed in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then as for Angel, David Boreanaz, who plays Angel, lived on the same street as the casting director's friend and was like walking his dog when basically they stopped him and was like, hey, you should come audition for this guy because we think you'd be perfect. I don't think they ever say his name, his character name in the first episode. Um, yeah, I don't. I think you're right about that. Because I, I think she just talks that. about him being like gorgeous. I really and... didn't like him. I don't know. I really <laughs> didn't like him. That's what she said. But oh, obviously okay. she's like into him. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because she said he was gorgeous and tall. Right? Tall, yeah. gorgeous, something. 
in a in a annoying sort of way or something i think yeah something like that yeah um so yeah and then just one more thing dark gorgeous and an annoying guy that's what she said yes yeah yeah yeah. i wrote it down i just had to find it in my notes (laughs) was that (laughs) well we'll get into that if that's your favorite part but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if it's my favorite part I don't know what my favorite part is this this episode is. Actually, no, I know what it is, but let's keep going. Okay. Yeah. So then just one more thing about uh, before getting into the episode again, like I said, there's just a lot that has happened with Buffy and is happening. So I just feel like we should cover it all. Yeah. Um, so it is in the process of getting a reboot. Um, I mean, probably not at this moment because of COVID. 20, 20th Century Fox owns it. So okay. Fox ends up owning Buffy kind of at the end of its life Mm -hmm. it was on the wb and then it went to fox i think in season five i want to say okay but i can fact check that so joss whedon is involved but he's brought in um midnight texas creator monica uwusu breen i'm sorry if that's an incorrect pronunciation but i am doing my best um as the showrunner and I'm definitely nervous about the reboot, just as anybody who's like super fan would be about, you know, just like you probably felt about Star Wars. But if if the original creator, if Joss Whedon is still involved, I feel yeah. like it, you know, it probably won't it should be, be good. bad, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So it does definitely gives me hope that he's involved. And also the showrunner, she said what made me love her was that she said, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is my Star Wars, which I was like, girl, me too. Um, (laughs) She watched it growing up and she was obsessed with it. And she says there's no way that, you know, there's just no way to replace the original. She would never try to. And she said, but here we are 20 years later and the world seems a lot scarier. So maybe it could be time to meet a new Slayer. And there's not really much else concretely known about it other than the reboot is to include a much diverse cast, likely with a black Slayer, um, which I am really excited about because, you know, Buffy does a great job, I think, of like having super strong female characters, but it really does fall short on diversity. Um, And, you know, though reportedly Joss actually wanted a black actress to play Cordelia, but the WB thought that... um, interracial relationships on the show might be problematic oh boy wb yeah not a good look 20 years later yeah so not great um but you know like it was the late 80s late 90s come on like but at the same time the late 90s like one of those things where it's like that was almost 25 years ago which seems simultaneously like a long time and not really that long ago yeah um so, I mean, lack of diversity in leading television roles was still was a problem in the yeah. 90s, in the early 2000s, pretty much forever until now. And we still have a lot of work to do. Right. Um, so, yeah. So that's kind of like my brief rundown of, of the history of Buffy, the present of Buffy. Um, and, and also when the show ended, it actually continued in comic book form. And I've read some of them. I truthfully haven't like super kept up with it, but... Yeah. Um, I, I want to. And there's some reasons why I haven't kept up with it that I won't get into right now because it's not relevant. In this right. We, alert, we still got to get into the episode one. Yes. Yeah, so episode one, let's talk about the plot. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, here's yeah, yeah, the yeah. plot. Buffy Summers and her mom have moved 
to Sunnydale from LA after Buffy was kicked out of her previous school for burning down the gym because it was filled with vampire asbestos. <laughs> it, so Good this is, cover, Buffy. <laughs> yeah, so Buffy putting her foot in her mouth is something that happens over and over in this episode, and I'm yeah. sure this is just a constant thing that happens throughout the entire uh, show run. Is it? I, I'm asking. I mean... <laughs> Yes and no. Like, okay. obviously, they're trying to set up. It's a they're, tricky situation, yeah. right? Because they're trying to set up this thing where she clearly has to keep this a secret. Yeah. But she, but they're also trying to move the story along and introduce what yeah. she is. And also, I think also by her putting her foot in the mouth, her mouth and, like, correcting herself, we're also seeing, like, oh, this is a secret. Like, this isn't something she's, like, she's not wearing a button that says, like, I'm <laughs> It's a, a real big secret. <laughs> Vampires bestest. Yeah, I well, yeah, obviously. But it's like, you know, so it's like, okay, her mom doesn't know. You know right. what I mean? I don't know if that's the best writing. <laughs> like there could have been there there could have been like a slower reveal of that information, right. you know what I yeah. mean? But I understand that like the pilot too, like you have to grab your audience. You have yeah. to like let them know what's happening. So, and this is what I need to like divorce myself of because mm-hmm. I think of it in movie terms and in like mm-hmm. when I watch a film, I like things to not really be told to me as much. Like I want to I want to find out for myself. I want there to be some sort of clever reveal or some sort mm-hmm. of uncovering through dialogue or plot yeah. devices or something that's clever. But when somebody just sort of spits it out by accident and then eats their words, I was kind of like, eh, what? What is that? But I have to remember, this isn't a movie. This isn't an Oscar winning film. This is a this is a show that's made by the WB. The frog with the hat on. Yeah, I've got to keep that in mind when I'm watching this because it's they are. It's not film. Yeah, it was made for teens, and it was like the you know Joss wanted you to know up front this girl is a badass. Like he didn't want it to be a secret because everybody would assume that she was some kind of just lame blonde girl that was going to get her ass beat right or whatever. You know, so you got to sell the idea. some, Some silly teen drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so yes, the writing probably not the best, you know, here, <laughs> at least in those parts, but that's definitely like you're saying, like, that's one way to, to kind of, move right. It we got to catch your audience up, but you know, pilot, you got to engage the audience. You got to give them as much information as you can in a half hour so that people come back for the next week. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what we learn is Buffy is the Slayer, quote, one the one girl in all the world. She alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and the forces of darkness to stop the spread of their evil and swell of their number. So, but we see that Buffy would really rather not be the Slayer. She just wants to fit in and have a social life at her new school, but it looks like that will be hard to do because she's moved to a town that's sitting on the mouth of hell, Whatever that means. We don't Ooh. really know other than there seems to be a lot of mystical activity in this area. Um, can I can I can I diverge really quick? I just gotta yeah. get this out of my brain. Yes. They should put me in charge of rebooting this show, even oh, though boy. I've only seen the pilot episode two or three times. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wanna I, hear that's, this. Okay. So this is my idea for, for the reboot, okay? Okay. So we bring Sarah Michelle Geller back. Right? Mm-hmm. What's she doing right now? Who knows? Okay. So I let's... think she's a, she does some kind of baking. She has like cookie right. baking kits or okay. something. Well, I don't there know. you go. So <laughs> let's bring her back. Okay. Yeah. She, she has started a school. 
Okay. It's a vampire slaying school, okay? Mm-hmm. And now it's not just the slayer. She's teaching a whole new generation of slayers. So it's a whole school that's very exclusive. It's kind of like Hogwarts, okay? Yeah. Nobody yeah. knows the location. You mm-hmm. have to, uh, yeah, there's a special way to get in, yada, yeah. yada, yada. There's a whole bunch of lore around it. So right. the pilot episode is we follow somebody who gets a. Uh, attacked by a vampire or something like that. Some, you mm-hmm. know, something to grab your attention about the vampires, right? And then at the end of the episode, she gets reeled in by Buffy and we reveal Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy Professor once again. Buffy. <laughs> Professor Buffy. And she invites this new student to her school. She's like, I think you would belong at this school that I've started. And then mm-hmm. boom, to be continued... That's a that's a award-winning show. Joss Whedon, give me a call. Yeah, I think you should write to him. What do you think, though? It's a good idea, right? I, I'm not going to comment on that, but I think you should put a pin in that. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Something's going to happen. I'm, gonna, I'm on to something here. Is she, oh, she probably dies at the end or something, right? I uh, mean, don't, I, you know I yeah. can't respond to that. Come on. <laughs> I, I know, I know. But also, I hope that you're not, like, it was funny because I was, I almost sent you a gif the other day, um, like a Buffy gif, and maybe I did. No, I know I sent one to Dave, but. Yeah, you didn't um, send it to me. But, like, it's so crazy, just, even just me looking at the gifs, I'm like, man, there's, like, it gives a lot away by looking at these. It gifts it a lot away? It gifts a lot away. (laughs) (laughs) So, don't look at any gifs, don't look at anything. Because it's like so, I mean, it's so easy to ruin shows. Yeah. I'm really surprised that I know nothing about Lost, you know, other than yeah. the things that I I'm actually know very, very surprised that you knew nothing about Lost. Yeah. Um, so okay, yeah, back. We'll, but we'll get in. So let's, yeah. see, let's get back. So, you know, she just wants to fit in at her new school. Um, and she finds out that the librarian is also new at right. her new Giles, school. Giles. Mr. Giles. Giles. Yep. yep. And he is a watcher whose responsibility it is to train and prepare the Slayer. He warns Buffy that the signs, as far as I can tell, point to a crucial mystical upheaval very soon. Days, possibly less. Mm. Um, so, and a similar warning is delivered to Buffy later that evening by a handsome stranger. So hold as on. she's on the way to the bronze. Yeah. Questions. Mr. Giles, does Mr. Giles get the job knowing that Buffy is coming to the school is that why he gets the job okay we don't don't know know. all right we don't know that yeah continue on we just know that you know how interesting is it that she came to this school that's you know located in a town that's on the hellmouth or whatever yeah and he is new and how you know how um man i cannot i cannot do words today um you lost them all on the beach. I lost them all on the beach when I was pick. <laughs> I was picking up trash and losing words, <laughs> <laughs> dumping words, picking up trash. Yeah, um, but yeah. So like you know, just is it a coincidence that they both ended up here? We have no idea. Yeah, probably not. And that's kind of what Giles is saying. He's like, "Do you really think it's a coincidence that you wound up here in this place that's mm. sitting on the mouth of hell?" Right. Um, so anyway. Similar warning delivered to Buffy by this handsome stranger that she meets while she's on the way to the bronze, which is a Angel. local hangout for youth. So we, dreamy. We don't Angel. know his name yet, though, as you yeah, but out. I know. Good point. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, 
And then at the bronze, she meets up with Shy Willow, who she met at school. She's well, Willow, smart... who is shy, not Shy Willow, but Willow, who Willow, is shy. who is shy. Yes, yes. Uh, she's kind of she's smart, super smart, as we're we're learning, um, but obviously unpopular girl. Yeah. Um, is there nothing sadder than watching an unpopular girl eat uh, out of <laughs> a brown bag for her lunch by herself? I know. <laughs> I, I love Willow so I'm like, much. It's so pathetic to watch somebody just being so defeated eating their lunch out of a brown bag. Yeah. And Which, she's eating raisins at the bronze. <laughs> like, I just adorable. love her so much. It's I adorable. just love her. Um, I mean, there just no one could have done that better than Allison Hangen, I think. So... Also, one thing I notice in this show is this is like a California thing, I feel like, is mm. like here in the Northeast growing up, school, middle school, high school, etc. When you left class, you never went outside. The only time you went outside oh, yeah. was like at the end of the day or like for gym class or whatever. Mm. But then it was straight back inside. You were inside for the rest of the day. Yeah. But I feel like California, like all the movies and the shows that you see that are California based, like outside like the hallways is outside so everybody's that's con- so true constantly outside you yeah. know eating their lunch like a lot of their meet meet and greets are outside yeah and i always like, thought that was so they do cool that veronica up. mars like, yeah 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 so, so I, it's just a just something I, I wrote down i was like man i wish we had outdoor i mean not during the winter i guess that's the reason for it <laughs> yeah right yeah i mean i remember i remember in my elementary school there was like a separated building that some kids went to like i don't remember <laughs> that's so ominous <laughs> it wasn't like bad i don't i think it was just like some classes were in there or something i don't know i don't know what it was i never maybe it was like for gifted kids and i wasn't gifted i don't know like i didn't get to go in the special building but <laughs> I like, and obviously recess was outside, but, um, but yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. There wasn't, you know, there's not really, I feel like in, um, I think like when I was in high school, sometimes we would have class outside, you know, but like yeah. that was pretty rare. Very um, rare for me. It was always yeah. inside the dusty asbestos filled hallways. Mm, asbestos. Maybe you should have burned down the school. Vampire asbestos. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, she's she's chatting with Willow. She's trying to, you know, Willow's clearly, like, not confident, like, at all, especially not with guys. And so, Buffy tries to kind of help her be a little bit more confident. Right. Um, you know, around, around the guys. And, um, you know, unfortunately, the guy that Willow chooses to be confident with is a vampire. Yeah. And so Buffy and Willow's friend Xander uh, try to save Willow. Um, but Buffy finds herself in a fight with three vampires, one that she stakes, Willow's poor choice guy, um, one who runs away, who is uh, Darla, who had bitten Willow and Xander's friend Jesse, and one, the other, the third one, Luke, is pretty damn strong as he battles Buffy. So while Buffy is you know, kind of like battling with Luke, Willow, Xander, Willow and Xander kind of like take Jesse and and run only to be surrounded by Darla and a dozen or so vampires that are closing in on them. And the mm. episode ends with Luke moving in to bite Buffy. That's to be continued, ends. yeah. To be continued. Yeah, major cliffhanger. It's really hard with both Buffy and Lost not to like jump right into the next I know, episode, that's how I both felt. super cliffhanger. Right. And I mean, that's what you want to do, right? With the first yeah. episode, so. Did you watch both these episodes for both shows back to back like I did? 
No, I watched one uh, Thursday night. I watched Buffy Thursday night, and I watched Lost last night. Friday gotcha. Night. Yeah, yeah. I was like you. I wanted to, you know, just get right into the second episode of both shows, just mm-hmm. just to at least, you know, finish out these cliffhangers. But yeah. as you will find out, and I'm not sure if Buffy does this, but Lost. Do you is... want to tell me this? I do want to tell you this because okay. it's very broad. Lost okay. is the king of cliffhangers, mm. the best and worst cliffhangers that you will ever experience in any kind of media. They're yeah. going to leave you hanging and it's going to be a slow, painful death for you because it's one of these shows that people have gotten so used to binging because it's yeah. such a bingeable show and well, you won't be able to binge this. That's what's so interesting about this right now, right? This challenge yeah. that we're doing is like, and you know, who knows as we start recording, like maybe we'll be watching them more frequently, but it's really hard to not binge because we've gotten so used right. to binging these episodes that like right. normally, you know, I'd be like, oh, and especially with Dave working late at night, like I'm home alone until midnight or whatever, sometimes much later. So a lot well, of times not, I'm feeling- let's not, let's not broadcast that. <laughs> let's not, let's not broadcast. Nobody knows where I live. But yes, listen, I have Simply Safe. And also I a have killer dog moves and, and a, a killer, killer dog. Killer dog. So- yeah nobody's gonna mess with me right um but but yeah so like a lot of times like i'm you know and we'll talk about this when we get to our our new segment about you know the other stuff that we're watching and stuff Mm. but uh, you know i'm very used to like it's very easy for me to just go to the next episode so yeah it definitely took it took a lot of willpower for me to not just want to like blast through buffy Um, right but i also know that because i know the show so well I I have to be very careful about what I watch with it. You know, like I have to watch it in, you know, in tandem with you because otherwise like I might I might go ahead and I might misremember things from yeah. different episodes and I can't do that. And he already I mean, spoiled was, the name Angel for me, so let's exactly, not hard continue down that road. <laughs> sorry. So, um one so, thing that you, you sorry go ahead no no you go ahead okay yeah. i was so, just gonna start with like how it starts but uh, but we're, we're wait we're how in what the starts episode, yeah episode. I, th- I thought we already talked about <laughs> the whole show didn't you run through the whole plot? i went through the plot but i gotta you know now we're now we're in discussion mode oh okay okay so all right first thing i want to talk about is mm-hmm. the dead guy in the school so the locker, the guy in the locker? The guy in the locker, okay. Okay. So somebody opens the locker, it's gym mm-hmm. class, or after gym class, whatever. Yeah. They open the locker, this dude falls out of it, okay? Mm-hmm. And so they <laughs> they close up the doors of the locker room, and then it just becomes like a rumor mill day where they're like, hey, did you hear there's a dead guy in the locker room? And they're like, yeah, it's so crazy, right? But- what happens in Sunnydale that there's no such thing as a crime scene? <laughs> that where are the cops? Why are the kids still at school? Mm-hmm. I have so many questions about this ordeal and how this p- police procedure is being handled because the chief needs to get fired. They it's need to clear so the scene. Funny. Okay, it's so funny that you bring that up because like that is something that I feel like does not get addressed for Never. way too long in this show. Mm. But... It does eventually. I guess that's kind of a spoiler alert. Not really, but like you kind of get you kind of get to some of why that is happening. But yeah, it's like why wh- they they just disregard what's happening. Are the yeah, police right. vampires? Are the police in on it too? That's what I want to know. 
I'm asking I, you I mean, this I question. Can't, I'm not going to, I can't tell you that. I can't tell okay. you that. Police are in and not. <laughs> but maybe that could be your prediction. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going um, to But yeah, so also let's like, speaking of the dead guy in, in the locker. So I, I love how the episode starts because like after the intro piece that kind of happens it's we're in a dark hallway it's clearly a school then we see a creepy science classroom with skeletons everywhere um the promo tagline for the first season was high school is hell and i think they do a really and it's like it's a double entendre obviously right yeah i think they do a great job of visually setting that up right at the beginning um, and it also sh- sets up the show to do the thing it does so well that it's studied in the academic world today, and that is creating supernatural monsters out of issues teens really face. So, you know, I'm not going to get into this too much because hashtag spoiler alert, but you've got, you know, some some of the issues that teens face right in just everyday life is controlling mothers changing her personality to fit into the cool gang like sneaking into a school with a guy because you want to impress him um you know willow following this vampire around because she's like taking a risk and trying to be cool um and you know you've got obviously bullying school shootings abusive controlling relationships suicide feeling invisible like these are all things that like teenagers are tackling with in general and and that was like what joss whedon he's like i want to bring this stuff out and have but also make it like you're literally dealing with monsters you know and some of these things are like literal monsters too and so that's why it's yeah, it's like a horror show and it's campy and whatever, but there's also real stuff happening um, yeah. that like you can really connect to because we went through our teenage years and had to battle our own, you know, demons. Yeah. So I just think that like that's something that the show really does do super well. Um, yeah. Speaking of demons, uh, I just want to say I was actually this is my my favorite part of the show so far is the makeup effects of the of the vampires or the monsters the demons whatever you want to call them they're yeah. vampires right they're all vampires yes uh, so that we've seen right now yeah yeah that we've seen so their their makeup effects are done really well they remind me of Evil Dead or like so, sort of old like seventies or eighties horror films mm-hmm. I liked how they would they would transform to this vampire right but then it got me thinking I was like. So what is their preferred look? It's the vampire look, and but they can disguise themselves to look more like like humans, right? Yes. So, so but they prefer to look like the vampires? Like do do you think that's like a better look in the vampire world? Well, okay. So well I'll I actually have a really good quote from Joss Whedon on that because I oh, did boy. look into that. So okay. um but first of all, like I all right. I've always been into vampires, like super. I I went to a Catholic middle school, and like we had to write a term paper in eighth grade, and I wrote it on, like Dracula and just of course like, you vampire did. lore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, like I remember it's on I brand. Got a, I got an A plus on it, but wow. I remember my teacher saying, "I wonder what got you into this," and I'm like, "Bitch, I watch Buffy." <laughs> like, and I just always been into it. I read Dracula really young. Like I love Bram, you know, the Bram Stoker's Dracula with yeah. um. Gary Oldman in it. Oh, yep. best Dracula ever. Mm. Anyway, so, um, the you know, in vampire lore, vampires are supposed to be, like, very sexy and, like, you're supposed to be drawn to them, whatever. So, like, they're not going to look ugly. They yeah. want to look, like, that's their, their whole 
thing as like drawing you in and being attractive. Although, you know, it's funny because Buffy is like obviously dissing this guy's outfit. So she's like, get a load of this guy. Like, what is he, you know, he's dressing like the day he died. Right. So, um, you know, but yeah, so the, so Joss Whedon actually talks about this in Mental Floss. He says, you know, I wanted to increase the sense of paranoia by making vampires resemble normal people until it's time to feed or, you know, until it's time to attack them. And he said, stabbing normal looking people might send the wrong message. So, um, I gotcha. so that, that's kind of his, his right. Response. So he had to, he had to make them more, more demonic looking. He, he had to make them an enemy, like a yes. visible enemy too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you, because we didn't, we wouldn't want to be fighting somebody who looks like Johnny Depp. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish. How I, could we? How could, why? Right. <laughs> what a waste. Even in Sweeney Todd, you don't want to fight him. Yeah. Let the guy let the guy do his thing. I mean, he's earned it. Right. So um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna drop something on you and it's gonna be well, unpopular. Okay, hold on. Let me just okay. say one more thing and All I want right. to bring one more up thing. Hi- so Wait, we're like never I, gonna get to lost today. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um this is gonna be a longer episode because there was so much ground to cover with Buffy. Like there is just so much. Um and actually on on that no, high school is hell which was the tagline for this season, was is also the title of the first volume of 2019 Buffy Trade Paperbacks, which collect issues one through four of the comic book series that reimagines Buffy today. So okay. same Buffy. It's not it's not what's going to be. I mean, maybe elements of it will be in like the revisioning of the show or the yeah. reboot. But it's basically like. If Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar, went back to school in 2019 as the Slayer, you know, as the same age, whatever, what would that be like? So, she, you know, she's got a cell phone now. Um, anyway, I just wanted to drop that in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, literally on the cover, she's got a cell phone. And it's like, right. oh, yeah, how different would that have been if she had yeah. had a cell phone? Like, that's something that I know Dave brought up while we were watching this. Yeah. But anyway, all right, what do you, go ahead, drop it. All right, yeah, I got, got a big bomb to drop. You're not going to like it, and anybody who's listening to this podcast who loves Buffy the Vampire Slayer is probably not going to like it either. Okay. But, so, but I keep in mind, this is only after seeing one episode, okay? So I have a lot of time to grow. I have a lot of time to learn mm-hmm. and to understand better. But yep. so far, Buffy Summers kind of annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why. And 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 I really want to like Buffy. Mm-hmm. I understand she has a lot of confidence, but to me, it's a little grating the way the way that she delivers her confidence. She, I I almost feel like she's a little too sure of herself sometimes, mm-hmm. and she lacks a little bit of humility sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get that. So my my favorite moment i don't should we talk about that now because like my favorite moment addresses what you're talking about yeah let's talk about it so my favorite moment moment of this show is um when when she you know buffy examines the dead guy in the locker room goes back to the library to talk to giles and he says i was afraid of this and she goes well i wasn't it's my first day i was afraid i was going to be behind in all my classes i wouldn't make any friends i would have last month's hair i didn't think there'd be vampires on campus and i don't care and then they have like a little back and forth and then 
you know, she suggests that Giles go and slay the vampires because she wants to retire. And he's like, well, I don't have the skill. Like, I'm a watcher. My, you know, and, and she's like, my job, you know, he's like, my job is to, and she goes, oh, watch. And he's like, yes, no. I, you know, he trains her, he prepares her, and she goes, prepares me for what? For getting kicked out of school? For losing all my friends? For having to spend all of my time fighting for my life and never getting to tell anyone because I might endanger them? Go ahead, prepare me. And she kind of, like, walks out. So I mean, she's she's been through it. She's been through yeah. a little bit of a ringer in her past uh, school. So, yeah, she's got, I mean, but, like, think about yourself as a teenager. And, you yeah. know, we all were a little bit different, you know, but, like, I definitely, I'm sure there were times in your life maybe a lot of times where you had like this false sense of confidence, right? Like you're a teenager, you know everything, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's also like the flip side of that is like, (laughs) we really don't have any confidence and like we really are trying to figure our shit out. Right. And I think like that moment to me is where Buffy, like, yes, she has like some of that confidence, but like she's really terrified. She really is like, she really does have all of these same fears um of going back to school that anybody else you know like so it's just a really good moment of vulnerability to me because like yeah she's clearly some kind of superhero she's got some powers that i don't have but she's also a teenage girl and has the same you know fears and emotions as any other teenage girl um you know again like i was saying earlier about taking those real teen issues and like adding this element of horror to them that's what's happening here you know so she's she she's a vampire slayer but she's also just moved schools and doesn't have any of her friends around her and you know we don't know we don't really know what if like her dad doesn't seem to be in the picture so we don't know if that's a new thing like that could be an issue that she's dealing with you know it just seems to be her and her mom um so i think like that's a really endearing scene and really helps like that's what kind of could help you connect to those shared relatable human motions like you know she's she's afraid she's got this huge weight on her shoulders and she's not really sure that she can handle it you know like in addition to also everything that she might go through like you might go through transferring schools so i think i think you make a good point there and maybe that's something i wasn't really seeing was was yeah i gotta remember high school and my high school self was Mm -hmm. You're right. There was a bit of faux confidence or something that like, you know, you got it figured out or something or you know what you're going to do, but you really don't and you have no idea what's going on. So if I frame it in that sort of thought, like, okay, this is not exactly who she is. She isn't this uber. I mean, I think she is confident with slaying vampires. That's like one thing that she's very confident about because she's done it. She is the vampire slayer. So she's. She's she, confident. She, she knows how to handle herself. She yeah. clearly, you know, she talked about that a little bit. She's She knows a little bit. And, you know, when she's saying to Giles, she's like, oh, it's really easy. You know, like, stake through the heart, a little bit of sunshine, whatever. Like, it's like falling off a log, I think is what she says in that same exchange. You know, and again, it's easier for me, I think, to put myself in, in that position. Like, number one, like, I was also a female as yeah. a teenager. And I was watching this when I was... You know, I mean, I was a few years younger, like this was 97, came out in 97. So I would have been like not yet 10, you know, at yeah. this point. And Buffy's a, um, Buffy's what, 15, 16 at this point. So obviously like I was a bit younger, but, um, but I could relate to that feeling. And like, I was going through a whole lot of shit too with my family and like, 
I mean, maybe we can get into that a little bit when we talk about, because I do have like some notes about her relationship with her mom. But, um, you know, so like I could, I think it was really easy for me to get into that because I watched this when I was young. I remember like having that false sense of confidence and also trying to figure out my place in the world and my family and with my friend group and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, again, that just kind of goes back to that whole, like here she's she's sure she's this like powerful slayer um we think but she's also got all of her own vulnerabilities and and right emotional demons that she's yeah. dealing with um but yeah. yeah i think it's a very teen thing in general to have that false sense of confidence yeah um and so she's you know she's like trying to figure that out for herself um but i get it like she's yeah, she's like a little, she's probably a little bit annoying. She's not as cute as Willow, you know? No, Willow, Willow, I can connect but with much more. <laughs> but she's also, like, I think we also have, and like, you know, I don't want to be sexist here, right? Because you're a man, but like. <laughs> <laughs> here we, we go. We, we have a problem with confident women. We yeah. have a problem with Wait, women. hold on. Are you saying that I have a problem with confident I'm women? I'm not saying. Maybe maybe that's why you have a little bit of problem with her because she is confident. Maybe that like why why is that a problem? I mean like you can be confident and you can be bitchy like Cordelia, right? Like I think think we can. No, hold on, hold on. Let's back up. Let's back up a little bit. So Mm -hmm. it's not the it's it's the overconfidence uh married with the sing-songy nature of it all i think mm. that's what it is okay. it's the yep da 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 yep da 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 i got it figured out this is how it goes that that it's like you're 16 you're 16 yeah. it's more of the age but thing than it is totally the female what you are like when you're well i don't want to speak for you right right like, right but you know, i i feel I think like there are definitely times where i was like that when i was 16 right. cuz i like cuz if i if like i wasn't sing-songy and if i wasn't like you know, you gotta, like, live your life today. Because, like, the reality is she could be dead tomorrow. Right. Willow could be... Willow could be dead. Buffy could be dead. That's the reality that Buffy lives in. So it's, like... Yeah. it could. That's really... That's really heavy shit. Like... Right. If she... She could just be, like... Like, depressed about it. And right. it could be really weighing on her. But she's choosing to try to be upbeat. Right. About so it. that being said, though, if Xander walks in and starts going... Hey everybody! I got it figured out. This is exactly <laughs> what's happening. I would have the exact same feeling. So let's right. not make this yeah. a, about a female versus male thing. Okay. okay, okay, we won't. I also just want to say on on the lines of like role reversals and yeah, you know, I don't want to. Sorry, I keep going back to the beginning, but and I like I have other notes, but I also think it's really funny in the intro. Like, so again, Joss's idea, like we don't we don't you know blonde women blonde little women are not weak like we want to show them as strong at the beginning of this episode you've also got a seemingly powerless blonde woman sneaking into the school with a guy probably as if she's the victim right right, you assume she's going to be the victim you assume she's been pressured into something probably bad is going to happen to her and then she's the one who turns around and overpowers the guy she's a vampire so we probably don't want to root for her but i still really love that like you know again unexpected like we're turning we're flipping the script on its head immediately and i just find that kind of fun also if you recognize her um julie benz plays rita on dexter Ah. played the show's over but 
Um, I don't know if you wa- probably don't watch Dexter because you don't watch no, shows, I, 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 I love Dexter. <laughs> I started to watch Dexter because everybody was talking about how cool it was. Mm-hmm. And I watched like the first or second episode. I, and I was just like, nope, can't get into it. Don't like it. Not. Is it too gory for you or was it just, uh, like I think it was just the idea. I think it was just the idea, like just, just what the show was about and everything. Uh, like I killer just, with a conscience. Yeah. I just can't get into that. Like it wasn't what I wanted to spend uh, many hours of my life watching. Yeah. And I'm glad and I didn't because I, I, I heard it ends up terribly. I did not like the ending. Yeah. So that's what I've they heard about the ending. They should have ended it much earlier than yeah. they did and. And from what I heard, the writers were pressured to end it right. that way. But anyway. Okay. Should we just, move on to Lost? Do we have anything else? We, I, I'm sure you have. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm sure do, you're on page two of about page 70 on this. I have six pages. But that includes my Lost. Six notes. pages? Yeah. What page are we on? Well, I mean, I'm kind of skipping around. But <laughs> this is like, I'm on four. Okay. Oh. I'll just share a few more things. Okay. okay? A few more things. Um, I have actually been to Sunnydale High. Fun fact. Really? Yes. Oh, on your on your uh, across the world trip that you did there? I think it was actually on my road trip. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I have an uncle who lives in LA. A couple of years ago, um, I did a solo cross country road trip. I had just bought a new Honda and I was like, yeah, this seems like a good time to go on a road trip. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was amazing. But yeah, so I stopped in LA and I had been to LA a couple of times to visit my uncle already. Um, yep. And so he was like, I was only there for a day because I'm on this road trip by myself. I got to keep moving. But he's like, oh, what do we want to do? Like, we can do this. We can do this. We can You're like, I have one thing I want to do. I have one thing. I want to go to Sunnydale High. And it's actually Torrance High School in Torrance, California. It's only about like 25, 30 minutes south of L.A. So he was like, yeah, we could do that. Um, And yeah, so he he brought me. I have a great photo. I'm going to put it on our Instagram of me. holding a you know a steak in right. front of it in a slayer pose um, so did you bring that steak in with you you just had no it in your purse. i found it on the ground <laughs> i mean <laughs> of course there's gonna be steaks all over right right um yeah it was like a little tree branch or something that i picked up um oh, cool. but yeah and it's just cute story with that like um my uncle knew that i loved buffy so every once in a while he would like watch it so he could like call me and talk to me about it yeah it was really cute there's always so much pop culture reference in buffy that I didn't always get so I just like wrote some things down they you know like when Cordelia is kind of quizzing Buffy she asks about John Tesh and Buffy is like the devil I had to look I had no idea who that was he's a pianist he writes easy listening Christian music he used to he hosted entertainment tonight had his own radio show and fun fact, he played a Klingon in Star Trek. I also just love in the locker scene when they're like the two girls before they find the dead guy. I was like, what kind of a name is Buffy? And then there's a girl who says to her, oh, hey, Aphrodisia. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so stupid. I just love like just the little things like that. Um, yeah. And then DeBarge. Uh, that was another one where like when Buffy is insulting the vampire that um, Willow kind of went after. Yeah. She goes, you look like DeBarge. I had to look up who that was. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a family group, sort of like Jackson 5E. Um, they sing, their kind of like big one was Rhythm of the Night. Um, oh, okay. You know, I know that song. Rhythm of the Night. Yeah. I, I mean, I could picture it right away. Like I heard it in my brain. Well, but there's now another I really Rhythm of the Night it, too. So that's good. There's another Rhythm of the Night too. So. Oh, 
Okay. Uh, Do I sing that one? Oh, night. there we go. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. That's sorry. the one I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, see? So there you go. I <laughs> okay. To, you had, had to, to sing them out. That. Oh, uh, one thing I wanted to say, uh, my favorite line from Willow was when uh, I believe Buffy is talking with Willow about mm-hmm. getting men or attracting men or something yeah, of the sort. Being confident. And she said, oh, I usually make a few vocal sounds and then I go away. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh pretty hard. Oh, I know. She's so cute. Yeah, that's <laughs> She's a good just one. She's so cute. Yeah, and like the whole idea that the first guy she takes a chance on ends up being a literal monster. Like, I think a lot of us ladies can, can oh, relate boy. to that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not going to set her up for success, that's for no. sure. So, so let's um, move on to Lost. Yeah, Unless okay, you have, Lost. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, overall, I thought it was enjoyable experience. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, this isn't something I would ever seek out to watch, especially now hence it being quite streaming. dated, hence kicking yes. and streaming. Um, but that being said, I felt like I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer first, took a whole bunch of notes while I was watching it, and then I watched Lost directly after and then afterwards, like my wife and I just looked at each other like, this is fun. Like th- this was a good time watching both shows back to back. Like in every nice. week we're going to have like a Buffy and Lost night. And it's actually, you know, pretty exciting. Uh, and I'm looking forward to watching more. Now has has Amy, your wife, seen any of these? Have, has she seen either of these before? She has seen Lost with me up to the point that um, I had seen it when it originally aired. Or mm-hmm. actually, we were like a year behind because we would get the DVDs and watch them, like binge binge on watch Netflix. them on DVDs. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Netflix DVD thing, yeah. Yeah. That's how I watched. Uh, it was Netflix DVD. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's exactly how we did it. That's so funny. So, yeah, we watched it back. You know, this must have been, I think we started like 2006 or something. So we sort of binged it through there until the end but mm-hmm. we you know as i said in the intro we never finished the um, the first run so but she's never seen buffy she's never seen buffy no and That's cool. i yeah i think we kind of like giggled throughout it just being mm-hmm. like oh boy like this is this is you know silly this is silly it's times very, it's very 90s right you know and i think like that was dave's problem with it yeah um, but he knows not to criticize it too much because yeah. You but know, let me let me say this though. <laughs> we watched just the other night. We were looking for something to watch, and we wanted something funny. So we went, we ended up watching the movie Clueless, which oh, is God. made right around the same time. <laughs> so yes. we watched Clueless, and the whole time I was just kind of like sitting there, like, "What's going on? Like, what's mm. happening? What is this movie? Why does everybody love it? Like, I couldn't figure it out. If I put clueless versus buffy the vampire slayer just for my own personal enjoyment i'll take buffy any day like it is hands above <laughs> what what clueless was for me i don't know how i feel about that. <laughs> like of course <laughs> of course it should be okay like i know <laughs> but i feel like clueless has a huge following and people love clueless i guess i mean that's like yeah, I mean, it was, like, funny, whatever. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I, I'm i sure I watched it, like, when it came out. Probably saw it with my friends, whatever. But, like, it that it wasn't, like, hugely impactful to me. Yeah. 
I hope not. You know, like I'm not, I maybe, maybe I watched it a second time or something when I was a little older, but like I can't remember the, and it keeps coming up because it is on, I don't know if it's Hulu or Netflix or whatever, but it does keep like popping up for me. Right. Because it's like, oh, you like 90s teen dramas. You'd probably love this. And I'm like, meh, I don't know. Take it or leave it. Okay. Let's move on to Lost. So Lost was a show that was created by J.J. Abrams. The pilot here was written by J.J. Abrams himself, Damon Lindelof, which is a big writer in Hollywood, also Jeffrey Lieber. Um, The first episode uh, originally debuted on September 22nd, 2004. That was part one. Part two, which we'll watch for the next episode, um, was a week later, September 29th, 2004. So the original pilot um, was actually at the time was the most expensive show ever shot. It cost between ten and fourteen million dollars to shoot this pilot, and just the reason the was one episode just or the, like the first. Well, two. the first two episodes, yeah. I think, is what they're because Damn. they they consider the first I mean, two they episodes blow up like a the pilot. Plane, so right, I get so that it. Like, that was that had to be a lot. That was a major part of it. Was um, they shot in Hawaii, so they had to uh, they had to, to ship out the wreckage of Flight Eight Fifteen. So just shipping out the wreckage of this plane cost them a quarter of a million dollars just to get a real broken plane on a real beach in Oahu cost them a quarter of a million dollars. So and then, you know, uh, filming in a remote location like where they were is obviously going to be quite pricey as well because Mm -hmm. they got to bring all the equipment out. They got to have lodging. They got to put everybody up there and then, you know, craft services and everything. It's much, much harder to shoot on an island somewhere than it is, you know, on a soundstage in L.A. Right, exactly. I mean, they've got everything there. Right. So the the plot line for the pilot part one is... Can I just say one thing? Um, So when we first started talking about this, I feel like you led me to believe that they were around the same time. Um, and I don't know if I just I misunderstood. I led you to believe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> well, because I don't know anything about Lost. I have no right? concept of when it aired. But I feel like when we I feel like when we recorded our intro episode, we were talking yeah. about them as if they were like on at the same time. Yeah. But in reality, um, Buffy ended in May 2003. This show aired September 2004. Right. So, so they're like, two di- different generations almost. Well, yeah, because yeah. I'm watching it because I'm thinking like, Oh, you know, it's going to be really dated. Yeah. But I'm and I'm like, damn, this, is, this show yeah. looks good. It's, I mean, it's, it's a t- movie. It's, it's, it's like, a movie. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, like takes place on a remote island and you right. know, this beautiful tropical island. So like, of course, yeah. it's going to look good. But yeah, this show is legit. I just feel like I feel like and I do feel like that's one thing like that's it's got a huge advantage over Buffy for that alone. Because like does. you were saying in our intro, like. Oh God! Like Buffy isn't even shot like widescreen. They just yeah. like they didn't have that right. technology back then. So right. that is something I feel like we have to keep in mind. And yeah. it's you know it's it's hard to it's going to be so it sort of sucks <laughs> that you're watching them back to back because like 
feel yeah, like yeah. every time you're gonna be like, this is such a breath of fresh air over <laughs> yeah, like the shitty I know, Buffy quality. I, it's gonna work perfectly though because I'll watch Buffy first, and then as a nice palate cleanser, I'll get to mm. watch this this Hollywood Great. blockbuster of Lost. So I wish that I could watch them with Dave, but he. I mean, number one, I don't. He. I don't think he has any interest in rewatching Buffy, but he's yeah. working so late that like we just don't have a. Uh, right the time to watch yeah. it. So. He should watch it on his own uh, own time. I do and, think I'm going to try and get him to watch the pilot of yeah. Lost because I think he ha- he had a lot of the same misconceptions about the show that I did. And it's it's also very hard to get him to watch anything. So, um, but like I, I think maybe I'll try to get him to watch yeah. the first episode to see if he likes it. Right. Okay, so but plot anyway, plot for uh, the pilot part one is 48 survivors on an, of an airline flight originating from Australia bound for the US which crash lands onto an unknown island 1000 miles off course. Okay, we don't know that though. I don't know it's coming from Australia and going to the US. Okay, that's not well. something that's in the episode. You know what? I didn't know about Angel. So okay. now you know right, it's fair, from Australia. Fair. Okay. All right. Now that's we're fair. now we're even Stevens. I hope we find that out soon. I hope it, that's not a big plot reveal. Which crash lands onto an unknown <laughs> island 1000 miles off course. We do find that out in the yes. episode. Yes. And they struggle to find, to figure out a way to survive while trying to find a way to be rescued. Mm. So, great cast, I gotta say, right away. Uh, Matthew Fox plays Dr. Jack Shepard. Uh, my favorite of this episode, I love Evangeline Lilly, who plays Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just so good. Also, Dominic Monaghan, who you might uh remember from lord of the rings he was one of the hobbits um he plays charlie the wait oh wait yeah wait he's um is he pippin maybe he's one of the one of the hobbits i'm gonna look right now mary he plays mary the other one not pippin you're thinking you're thinking of billy boyd who's like his best friend in real life too but I think I probably am thinking the right one. Like visually, I just yes. I just mixed up their names all the time. Oh yeah. my god, that's so funny because I was like, I was like, where? I was like, I feel like he's like vaguely familiar. His face. I loved Charlie. 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 Yeah. Oh, like Charlie's it. character in this show. I don't want to give anything away. Don't but, say oh, anything. Oh, it's so good. And I love and him already. As I was watching this show too, or rewatching the show. This time I was like, I remember all of this. Like I haven't mm. forgotten one bit of the show. It's made such an impression on me. Like all the characters, I knew. Like as each character came on screen, I knew their name. I knew their backstory. Mm. I remembered everything. All their relationships. I was like, oh man, this show is really, really good. So it got me pretty pumped up, and I was not really that excited to rewatch it. But yeah. now I, now I'm like fully invested all over again. Well, and I'll and I'll say as someone who has never seen it, who has zero interest in seeing it, I obviously had like a lot of misconceptions about this show. Yeah, I was like, pff, I mean, like it starts with a literal bang. Yeah, and the, I mean, the opening, I felt so much like like it felt so much like saving private ryan that just like complete total sense of panic and chaos and just like everything i yeah i'm i'm in it 
I'm just vis- just... visceral action really grabs a hold of you. I mean, this is what a pilot's supposed to do. This grabs yes. your attention. I mean, they had a lot of money to do so, and they right. have incredible writers. Yes. Um, and they shot and on they location. And they had better equipment. Okay, like okay. Well, not well not we don't Buffy. need to. Okay, I'm not knocking the 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 quality of Buffy. And maybe by the you know like maybe we should compare when we get to the end of Buffy, the end of Buffy with the beginning of Lost. Like you know. Wait, do they go like... widescreen by the end of uh, Buffy's? run or do I they stay four by three remember but they probably i'm sure they do i'm mm. sure they do I if they, it, we'll I, see. I, they must but i can't i honestly truly can't remember yeah That's so not, like again i'm not you know I'm not a video producer, cinematography guy like you are. So that's not the kind of stuff that I pay attention <laughs> right, to. Right, like, that's you'll true. You'll remember that. I'm that's not going to remember that. Yeah. So the, the episode begins with a close-up of Jack's eye, mm-hmm. which is a very iconic shot. This is something that uh, a lot of people remember from the first episode. It's just that first shot of the opening eye and then the dilating pupil. Hmm. And then we find out that there was just a giant plane crash on the beach here and then Jack comes flying through. The camera work on the beach is so well done. Larry Fong is yeah. the cinematographer of this first episode. He's a master cinematographer. I'm a huge Larry Fong fan. Did he has he done any war films? Because that it really felt Larry that's Fong what it really felt like to me. That's a great question. Let's look at his IMDb right meow. Um, yeah. While it I do that, re- like I said, I mean, I think because we we watched Saving Private Ryan somewhat recently for our movie club like it that's just it felt so much like a lot less blood definitely i mean there was some you know obviously in the episode but that it just like that total sense of just like way too much happening disorientation trying to figure things out yeah you know so uh, larry Larry fong i just went on to his imdb he has shot lots of amazing things a lot of action films so he knows his way around uh action camera work so mm-hmm. right now he's shooting a movie called the tomorrow war which is in post-production mm-hmm. and that has uh who's in that chris pratt's in that okay um so that's like that's him. gonna be a big big uh film that's gonna come out whenever 2021 it says um he shot kong skull island which has a lot of war type stuff he shot uh super eight which is action sucker punch um, he shot 300 and then okay. before that was lost and a few other things, Van Halen video short. <laughs> um, hmm. so I would say he's more of an action filmmaker, not so much war. Although I would consider 300 a war movie in a way. Yeah. Have you seen 300? Uh, I saw like the first 15 minutes maybe. Okay. It really grabbed you. I was playing you. You a drinking it. game. Oh. And it was and you passed out. <laughs> any time something epic happened, you had to take a drink. Oh my god! So what kind of friends are you hanging out with? In, I was. This was an ex-boyfriend. Oh boy. Ex being okay. operative. But oh yeah, boy. so 15 minutes in, I was drunk. Okay, so you should check it out someday. <laughs> yeah, you Wait, should check th- it out sometime. Is 300 well, on our? I feel like it's on our list, isn't it? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Maybe. Then I need to go back and watch it. I feel like it is. So, uh, yeah, big big plane crash. And then basically the whole rest of the episode is them trying to figure out what happened uh, Mm -hmm. and then how to get out of the predicament. And I think this is a great episode for setting up all of the characters. We get little glimpses of basically all of the main characters that are in this show. Of course, Mm -hmm. as the seasons go on, um, other characters may or may not come into the mix. Um, but that is to be seen. 
we meet uh, Jack, we meet Hurley, we meet Kate, um, and then few other uh, characters, which you'll get to know more in later episodes. Um, so one one thing I really want to um, talk about is the flashback because flashbacks in Lost is a thing that that becomes basically in every episode sort of thing. There's a lot of flashbacks to these people's lives. Okay. So this first episode has a flashback of Jack's life only flashes back to his plane ride. So we get to see basically the plane crash as it happened, which I got to say- From his perspective. Yeah. It's legit terrifying. It makes me never want to be on a plane ever. I know. I'm like, like, man, this is a good time to be watching the show because we're- Not flying anywhere. You can fly, I suppose. But like generally speaking, because we're in a pandemic- people aren't are really discouraged from flying so right yeah i feel like it's going to give me enough time to get over that a little bit before right. i fly and and what i love about this show so much is that it gives you it's what i was talking about earlier in the podcast which is it gives you little glimpses of information it doesn't spoon feed it to you expositionally mm-hmm. so it'll give you like little little glimpses of characters in the background of these flashbacks or something. And you're like, what was that? Just like little moments that they don't really explain, but they'll come back around as you get to uh, watch more and more episodes. Or even just showing the characters themselves. Like obviously we're following Jack, but you know, as he's interacting with some of the other characters after, you know, they're all trying to figure it out. Like there's, it was really interesting to see how different people are reacting to what's happening. Right. And, right. and like you can see some interpersonal conflicts already that you're like, okay, I'm, I'm clearly going to learn more about what's happening here. Yep. You know? Yep. I love the introduction to Hurley's character who takes care of Claire, who's the pregnant uh, lady. Yeah. And he brings her, uh, he brings her a meal and she's and like, oh, thank you so much. One. And he gives her a second one. She's like, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Really like, yeah, yeah, that was, that's like, like oh, one wait. of my favorite <laughs> moments of the show for sure yeah yeah i mean hurley is such a lovable character and you know like there's so much i want to talk about but i can't they flashback they show the um the plane crashing or how it was about to crash and then it flashes back to normal time on the island Mm -hmm. and um we get to meet charlie 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 who we find out was in sort of a one-hit wonder band is what it sounds like and we're still doing things Right, yeah, he's like, and he keeps saying that. This is so funny, such a funny character. He's uh, like, we're still doing things, we're still touring, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And then how they didn't really know who Driveshaft was at first. And he's like, oh, right. come on, you know, you all everybody. He's, you all yeah. everybody. He starts singing. Yeah, so <laughs> I, love I love that character. Love and I, He's so funny, he's such a good actor. I love Dominic Monaghan. And then basically they're trying to figure out what, happens so so they venture out small group of them it's charlie kate and jack right charlie and they all uh they all venture to the middle of the jungle to try to find are they trying to find the black box is that what they're trying to do or are they trying to yeah so they want to find the the head of the plane where the cockpit is somewhere along the line i think before they even go out they realize that there's some weird stuff happening in the jungle there's some sort of noise there's some sort of uh, seemingly an animal or some sort of... Yeah, there's like trees. Well, let me stop you for a yeah. second because before they venture out to try and find the head of the plane, they see this movement and stuff. Yeah. So I was confused because 
it does seem like that happens at night and then they wake up the next day and they go to look for the head of the plane. Like, am I right about that? Because I also feel like Jack said something like last night. Yes. So like, I'm sorry, but this shit happens in the woods and then everybody just goes to sleep. Like, it's okay. I'm like... You're what the f- I was well well I think I'm like what the fuck is happening here? I think you're are assuming... people taking watch? Are they like what's going on? Like you know because I'm sorry, but if I'm in that situation, I love horror films, I love like murder mysteries and obviously vampire stuff and demon stuff. I've watched way too much of it, so like I feel like you know of course like every time I see a horror movie, I'm like why are you doing this and of course like i'm screaming you know i'm like yelling at the screen while watching lost yeah because i'm like everybody just goes to bed nobody's gonna stay up and like keep an eye on what might be happening they're not gonna like sleep in shifts to be like there's some shit in the woods did it really (laughs) shit in the woods did you (laughs) did they really uh show them like actually all falling asleep though i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people who had restless nights no they don't but like right I i feel like that was a big I don't know. I just feel like that was a thing. Like they yeah. could have easily covered it in like a few seconds. Yeah. But they just they just were like, oh no, this scary thing is happening in the trees, and then boom, it's the next day. Maybe it's a deleted scene or something. They had to cut some time. You know, they got to fit. They got to fit time for the commercials, I don't know, right? They got to sell me, some Crispix. That to me was like, <laughs> I was I was annoyed about that. Fun fact for you. Fun piece of trivia here. Uh-huh. So when they first originally... You've been to the island where Lost was filmed? <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. Yeah, um, me too. Actually, my brother was just living uh, in Hawaii, and uh, I always wanted to visit him, uh, but never was able to make it out there oh. in time. And that's awesome. like Jurassic Park is a huge um, mm-hmm. part of my life, so I would love to go out and see the Jurassic Park areas, but also the Lost um, Beach in Oahu would be amazing to visit. Yeah, I was, um, Dave, as Dave and I were planning our honeymoon, of course, now we've had to postpone that, but we're wah, going wah. to Costa Rica, and I was so excited because I was like, we can go to the places where Jurassic Park was, but it, you know, it's supposed, it takes place in Costa Rica, but it was actually filmed uh, in Hawaii. Yeah, so off the like, coast okay, of Costa Rica, right? Or parts of it, I guess, take place in Costa Rica. So, anyways, yeah, uh, yeah fun piece of trivia is the first. Uh, episode when it originally aired on ABC, they actually didn't put any commercials in for the first half hour of the show. Ooh. So no commercial breaks. It just grabs you, and uh, and it worked. I mean, this show had That's a awesome. huge following from the get-go. I remember being in college um, when this show was airing, and everybody was talking about it. Like, everybody would get into each other's dorm rooms. Like, everyone would pile into one room, and everyone would just watch it. And I wasn't watching at the time because, like I said, I didn't catch up to it until a few years later when I could mm-hmm. binge it. But as it was airing, I think it aired on, I, I don't know, I got to check my facts on this. Uh, but I you, think it was ABC. Yeah, at I know. That's, it was that's ABC, but I was going to say like Tuesday nights or whatever. But oh, yeah. whenever it would air, everyone would just, it was lost night. Like people were so into yeah. it. Um, so, I definitely remember that happening too. I don't, I wasn't necessarily a part of any like none of my super close friends, I don't think were were really watching Lost. Yeah. Um, at least not, you know, when I knew from the beginning. But, um, but I definitely remember that being a thing. So yeah, basically they 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 find the the front of the plane the next morning. They venture out. They find the the front of the plane, and this something, whatever it is, ends up coming back to the three characters who are inside 
the plane cockpit, which is sort of stuck in a tree or something. Mm-hmm. They find out the pilot's alive, and then the pilot gets eaten or something. Oh, he gets, yeah, he, he gets, gets gone. He gets mangled, but then he, he gets swiped right from the plane. But then I he, mean, like that was one of those things where I'm like, I'm like, yeah. oh buddy, oh buddy, oh oh oh, you gonna oh yep, yeah, you're gone. Yeah, bye bye. <laughs> what are you doing? Bye. Yeah. He gets sucked right out the window. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So he's gone, and then doesn't the uh, episode end with him in the tree? Isn't that the the last? Is that the last shot? In, yeah. Yeah, and then it cuts yeah. to the to the flying lost logo. <laughs> Yeah, this is how every Lost episode ends. Is Ugh. here's one last the thing. The logo at and the end, boom. though, I was like, <laughs> oh, it's a, it's kind of a junky, <laughs> junky After Effects rendering logo. Yeah. yeah, we could do a better one for sure. Are you in? You, you're, you're totally into this show. I'm in. I'm in yeah? now. Yeah. All right. So, cool. Cool. You know, again, I had a lot of mis misconceptions about yep. the show. I was just like, oh, great, another Survivor thing whatever big big brother i don't know what i thought it was like yeah. i thought it was just like i don't know i had no yeah. i don't know but i definitely didn't have good thought get right. good thoughts about it right um i do i really i felt a little bit it felt a little bit game of thronesy with all of the characters at the beginning but a lot of not characters. so lot of characters. overwhelming because like game of thrones throws all of this shit at you all yeah. at once like all these different competing storylines yes. in different places which was very confusing i mean like i i like once it was like the end of the first season um and like a couple of people died i was like okay now i think i can finally understand and then they add more characters <laughs> and then they add more characters yeah. and they kill more characters and by right. the end you're like this is great i can follow these yeah. like you know s- small number of people yeah. so i was um i was a little bit nervous about that at first but i think they they do a really good job and i don't know if it i don't know if jack is always the main character like you i mean you don't have to tell me that but yeah um I think it could be interesting if he's not, if they follow different people. However, I think the way that it was done so far was really interesting and in that, like I was saying, you get to see these small glimpses of people. There's a, there's clearly like a couple that's sort of arguing and the one girl is like, they're going to save us. It's going to be fine. And like, she's clearly a little bit delusional and not really doing anything. She like doesn't even want to eat the chocolate that her, I'm assuming it's like her boyfriend or her partner. That's sort of what it seemed like to me. Um, you know, he's like, didn't even want to eat the chocolate he was offering her. God, I got to bite then my tongue got, so, so bad on this. I this know. Then you've got, I assume, again, it seems like a father-daughter, the like Asian um, man and young woman. And he's just like, stay with me. Don't talk to anyone. You know, just like, and he, you know, he wouldn't let, he wouldn't let that. You know, I think it was a guy who was, like, trying to get under, like, a piece of the plane or something. Yeah. That they were, like, sheltering under you, like, wouldn't let them get under it. Right. And is, like, very, very, like, protective of this girl. Again, I'm just assuming it's a daughter, but could be wrong. And then you've got the the woman who is sitting um, next to Jack on the plane or, like, kind of across the aisle from him who like kissed her wedding ring so we're assuming her husband didn't make it because she had talked about how her husband was in the bathroom um and she's like upset about that obviously then you see the i don't think it was her i can't remember i don't think they showed her face but there was like one girl like painting her toenails like there's no big deal everything's gonna be fine 
Um, right, because I think I think a lot of these characters they had no idea what to expect. They all sort of they survive this crash, right? And they're on the beach, and I think a lot of them are assuming that they're going to be rescued. Like they right. know where the I mean, plane went two, down. Two thousand two thousand four. Of course, right. they're going to get rescued. This right. isn't like Gilligan's Island. Exactly, but as you know, they say in the episode, they're a thousand miles off course, and yeah. you know right. something went haywire where. Uh, they might the not black get rescued. Box stopped working or something. Yeah, something a while like before. that. Yeah. So th- they're sort of on their own in some unknown island. Yeah, but of course they the the trio you know Kate, Charlie, and Jack Charlie. haven't been you know they haven't they have not gone back yet to relay this information to the right. rest of the yeah. forty five people. Right. The other forty five. You said it was forty eight people who survived. It's yeah, forty eight survivors. So. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about characters, you mentioned all the, all the different characters and how it was like a Game also, of Thrones. I'm like, girl, what are you doing flying that pregnant? Yeah, well, hey, but you know, you got to get around. But she's got a story. She's got maybe, a story. You know, maybe yeah. she's trying to get somewhere before she has her baby, you know? The characters in this show, I feel like they're so strong. Like, mm-hmm. they're so well realized. They're so written well. They have these characteristics that are very unforgettable. And they feel like real people to me. Like Charlie, mm-hmm. as you'll come to love and know, um, he his his story and his character is so interesting and it's so multifaceted, along with most of these other characters as well. So like I that's feel why like I you're say ruining it for me a little bit though by saying that because one of the things <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I wrote down was yeah. Uh, Charlie is my favorite so far. Yeah, but I feel like he's gonna bite it real early on, or hmm. he'll be on until the end because he's the comic relief. I could see it going, going either. I way. don't know. At this point, I feel like there's not much more we need to say about Lost. Yeah. Um, unless you have any other uh, final thoughts, do you have a favorite moment from the episode? Um. Well, I wrote down a couple more things. Uh, why the fuck is the dog by itself? I don't like that. I don't like that. It makes me real uncomfortable. Dogs like to be around humans. So. Yeah, where, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? He's on an island. Where's he going to go? He should be around He's the fine. humans. He's like by himself in the uh, woods. I don't know. Also, can you call it woods? I feel like when it's all palm trees, it's like not woods. I don't know. It makes me feel weird to say Maybe woods. Maybe not the woods. I think you call it the forest the, or the jungle. The forest. The junk. Right. Right? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Geography, people. <laughs> Actually, I don't know I've if it's a full-on jungle, a jungle, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's call it. Let's it's call tropical. It tropical jungle. Tropical jungle. Yeah. Usually jungle. Tropa jungle. Tropics. I'm not going to remember that. Okay. Um, well, I just coined it. I love when Charlie said there's a certain gargantuan quality about this thing. <laughs> I think that was my favorite line. Yeah. Um, but then... My favorite moment of Lost is, I really, I think just the way it begins is brilliant. The sounds, yeah. the camera work, it's all very disorienting. And it, I think, just perfectly captures what our protagonist is going through, that yeah. feeling. Um, like I said, it, kind of, it just reminds me of like a war film, like a really well done war film. Do you have a favorite moment of Lost? favorite i mean the whole episode is like my favorite moment like i right, you can't say that i, I say know that about i know but it's like it's like a, it's such a thrill ride i love it from start to finish um i guess if i had to pick a favorite moment it i guess the um i really like the plane crash flashback i think that's so well done mm-hmm. and 
it gives you a glimpse of Jack's life. I'm and guessing he's an alcoholic. Everything, just make, just I don't know. Uh, everything is a mystery. And I think whenever we get a little piece of information, it's so rich because we're wondering, like, all these people are such mysteries. The story is such a mystery. Like, where is this going? What does it all mean? Whenever I get, like, a flashback and it's and it's well executed and they only give you little pieces of information, I just... I eat it up. I love it. I think it's so well done. So I'm going to go with the uh, plane crash as my favorite moment. Well, okay. So if we're going to, if we were to pit these two episodes against each other. Yeah. Which one wins? So episode one of Lost versus episode one of Buffy. I mean, I feel like there's a clear winner here. All right. So (laughs) again, like I feel like Lost has a huge advantage (laughs) just because it's newer and it looks like so it looks way better. It starts with a bang. There are so many characters in Mm -hmm. dire straits. So it's hard not to want to keep watching to know what happens to them and what the fuck is in the trees and why is the dog by itself? I don't like it. Right. Listen. Yeah. Hold on. (laughs) This is a a segment we can't do. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You never see the dog. And the creature in the same frame. That's okay? a very, very interesting theory. Is it the dog? Maybe. Who's I can't say? handle it if it's the dog. I love dogs. Yeah, it could be the dog. Who knows? Who so knows? if I were watching both of these for the first time and could only keep watching one. Yeah. It's tough because, again, like I was, I was obsessed with <laughs> vampires, right? Yeah. So yeah, my yeah. instinct is to say that I'd want to keep watching Buffy. Right. But... I feel like we already know some of the lost characters better than yeah. the Buffy characters. So I feel like I'm, you know, except for maybe Buffy herself. Yeah. So I feel like I'm more invested in them and I need to, I need to know what happens to them. So I got to go lost, but I just don't want lost to win every time just because it has amazing it endings. Won't. It won't. It's not going to win every time because there's going to, these episodes are going to, you know, once... Once we get into the story of Buffy, I feel like there's going to be some episodes that will stand alone as mm-hmm. truly great episodes. That's oh, my prediction. Just so, wait. Just so, wait. There you go. So, But that being said, Lost will also swing back the other way. The pilot is incredible. It's one of the mm-hmm. best pilots ever made. So it starts very high. But as we go on, there's a lot of show to fill. They have a lot of episodes. And, and you can't keep that momentum. You can't, not you know, always. Like, and I think that's the kind of interesting thing about Buffy is that it doesn't really start with a bang. Right. So, I mean, like, it obviously, like, you want to have a pretty, you, you need to have a powerful first episode, right? Because yeah. you want to They have a good show, like, a cold open. The first, like, scene in the, in the uh, school hallways with the girl and the guy, Darla, mm-hmm. I think that is a great way to grab your audiences. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I guess, like, that would be... It's no plane crash. It's I no, will say yeah, that. You can't, it's no plane crash in no Oahu. no plane crash. Yeah. And, like, oh, the guy getting sucked into the... Woo! I was Woo! like, <gasps> yeah, felt, that felt very Titanic when the guy like went when the um, when the boat is like up okay. and like some guy falls off the back end into the propeller uh-huh. in Titanic. Yeah. Come on. That's like iconic. And everyone's uh, like, ooh, like there's just a collective like I remember seeing in the movie theaters multiple times. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, right. Like, I yeah, just, th- a, like that felt it's a very visceral. Lost has a little bit of something for everybody. There's it. You know what? I'm going to stop right there. 
I'm not going to say anything more about what it has, but well, it, it has a say, little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. And I will say, I think I don't, I'm trying to like separate out the like mist, not mystical, but like whatever horror sci-fi thing, like whatever the thing is that's lurking in the jungle. Yeah. Like I, you know, I'm thinking, cause I also, I will tell you like after, after we talked about before watching it, but after we recorded the intro, I was telling a friend that we're going to be doing this podcast. I'm going to be watching Lost. I'd never seen it before. I was like, do not say anything. Because he was like, oh, God, Lost is amazing. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, don't say anything to me. And I and I and he was like, how could you have never seen it? And I kind of said the same thing. I was like, well, you know, I just had all of these misconceptions about it. And he was like, you're going to love it. He was like, there is like some elements of, I don't think he said horror, but he said something like that. Um, and I was like, okay, like that makes me more intrigued. So, but I think even if that wasn't, I feel, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious, like if there wasn't that element to it, if I would want to keep watching, cause I feel like I still want to know what these characters backstory is, but yeah. that thing lurking in the jungle makes is menacing. So it makes it more it just makes like okay not only do they have to get off of this island or get found or whatever but now there's something lurking in the yeah. jungle that's trying to and kill them this is something that jj abrams is uh, really really good at and i think there's a ted talk that i've heard about that he gives that's mm-hmm. called something like the mystery box or something yeah. or he talks about the mystery box i'm going to have to edit this after i find out the real story of this but basically he talks about this idea of always having this this sort of mystery um, that you're trying to unravel. You're trying to find out more. Like if you have that mystery placed somewhere in the piece of story that you're creating, people will just keep prying away at it, or they'll they'll stay fixed their attention to it because they got to know what this one little yeah, thing you, is. You have to be. You got to figure it out. You got to know. He created Cloverfield. Um, somebody right, else I've directed seen, it, but I, but I know a lot of people are obsessed with that. Yeah. And this is like after lost had become successful, he produced this film Clor- Cloverfield and they didn't release any trailers. They released one teaser and they didn't even say what the, um, what the movie was about in the teaser. It was yeah, basically just like kinda, a scene. That's my like, kind of thing. Cause I hate yeah. like trailers give so much away. Right. Like I never want to watch a trailer. Right. So he's very good at, at hooking the audience and getting them invested in the story by creating these mysteries and this is just one of the mysteries that maybe uh will happen in this show so i'm happy that we're off to a great uh start yes on this and uh, let's make let's make predictions okay about what we think so obviously you should predict what do you think is going to happen next on okay um I think could be long term or just. I think the cops are in on it. They're part of the Hellmouth Vampire (laughs) Squad, and I think. I mean, that seems relevant today. So, what do you think? Next episode, Buffy's gonna get out of her little pickle that she's in. She's in a sarcophagus. Sarcophagus? Coffin? She's in. She's in. Okay. Yeah. This guy's jumping on her. She's gonna do a little. She's gonna do a little kick, and then a roundhouse, and then. <laughs> Hold on, let me rephrase that. She's gonna do a kick and then a roundhouse. Oh yeah, you can't say little kick. <laughs> I'm not gonna say Why? little kick because she's a little girl. <laughs> I knew that was gonna come up. <laughs> okay, so she did. A, she, <laughs> she's gonna do a kick. Gonna do a big kick. Big kick, 
big roundhouse, and then she's going to do a huge flip, and then she's going to flip the guy out the window, something like that, and then she's going to have some little quip like, that's how you mess around with a girl who knows what she's doing. (laughs) Something like that, okay? (laughs) So that's next episode. Other than that, I really don't know where this is going to go. Other than she's going to bust a bunch of vampires. Oh, the the king vampire, the guy who sort of looks like uh, Voldemort. Uh, I call him the, the master <laughs> dude. Yeah, he he's waking up, so he's obviously looking for some fresh blood so he can get stronger. He's looking for a good time. So eventually, maybe at the end of this first season... Uh, maybe he's going to be like a, a monster foe of hers that she's going to have to um, uh, face down at some point. And maybe that'll be the, the uh, season finale. That's my prediction. Okay. Okay, what's your prediction other than the dog being the monster thing? My prediction is on Lost, we will find out that the dog is the demon. Okay. Uh, and the baby will be born just in time to be sacrificed to the dog demon. Oh my god. Wow, okay. Maybe. Yeah. I'm Listen, into it. I've seen a lot of horror stuff in my yeah. day. Also, we recently watched uh Rosemary's Baby. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that movie. I you used did? to think Yeah, I thought that I loved it when I like I don't know, when we went into watching it and then this time around I was just like I couldn't. I just uh, couldn't with that. I really movie. enjoyed it. I mean it was like it's hard like enjoy is not the word. But it is the word. Like, I really enjoy it, but as a movie, like, it's harrowing, and it's so tough yeah. to watch. Yeah. So, on that note, yes. uh, like, before we sign off officially, what else are you reading, watching, and listening to? Reading a whole bunch of uh, do-it-yourself guides to building <laughs> a, a bathroom. So, drywall <laughs> books, uh, plumbing, and wiring books. Mm. Um, also, Sounds very dry. Uh, <laughs> Also, I am watching films whenever I can. So we watched Clueless, like I <laughs> talked about earlier. Um, we rewatched. That's just, I just can't picture. I can't picture that. I love I it. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> I actually really enjoy catching up with a lot of these films I hadn't seen from the 90s yeah. and things. And even like romantic comedies and stuff, because like my wife and I, it's sort of common ground for us. So we've mm-hmm. been, we just like. We're trying to always find something that's light and fun at night to sort yeah. of relax and just chill out to. Um, so unless it's like a, a, a hardcore movie we have to watch for um, movie, movie club. club, this is usually a, a way to do some palate cleansing. We'll watch something like Clueless. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. Um, my dog sneezing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we watched Fight Club, as as did you yes. this past week. So um yeah what about you what have you been into um i have been reading i usually read like three or four books at the same time and just switch between them depending on my mood but that's what um, i did too but i never finish them i do finish them yeah it just takes me a little bit longer um but it depends like you know if i have one good day on a beach or something then i can you know blast through one but so i'm reading um so you want to talk about race by igioma Aluo, which is a really great book on, you know, what whether you're black, white, whatever. It's just a really good book on how to have these conversations mm. and also how to have them like not just say, oh, that's racist and move on, but like also be able to talk about 
you know, like a historical context of why that is a problematic statement and what the results could be um, from that statement. Cool. My fiction read is A Court of Thorns and Roses by Mm -hmm. Sarah J. Maas. It's a trilogy. There might be four of them. Um, But I have a friend who's been trying to get me to read these books forever. It's about um, it's about like fairies and a human and uh right up Ah, my alley so i'm reading those watching cursed which is a netflix series i don't know if you've seen that oh i saw it i saw it advertised as number one trending so it's very popular yes it's so i oh so into it it's a retelling of arthur from the lens of nimue who is the lady of the lake she plays a badass fucking fairy um And it's based on a comic by Thomas Wheeler, which is illustrated by Frank Miller. And they have like those like graphic elements in the show. It's really well done. I love Frank Miller. He does Sin City. um, He also did 300. And 300. I know. Um, Yeah. And then I'm listening to Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Thanks to you, Pat, for like telling me forever that I need to listen to it. I don't watch them like in sequence, really. I usually just kind of jump around to whatever. Yeah um whatever i want to listen yeah, i just podcast. finished yeah i just finished the spinoff monica and jess love boys oh, i haven't i haven't tried that one yet it's really good i yeah. mean it's I obviously monica. very she's great yeah and it's obviously very different but it's great because it's like you know it's monica and jess facing their vulnerabilities in regards to love and relationships so and it, it's like It's something that, like, I felt listening to it. I was like, oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's kind of, like, at the end, they're sort of, like, we realize that everybody deals with this shit. Like, we're not unique. And so um, that's really good. And then I today I listened to the uh, regular episode with Ibram X. Kendi, who wrote um, uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist. That was a great interview. Um, And then I also listened to while... (laughs) While I was picking up trash on the beach, um, listen to the Bradley Whitford episode, which was also oh, yeah, great. I, listened I love to that him. One. That was good. So. Yeah. Great. Awesome. So yeah. cool. So should we uh, tell our listeners where they can contact us if they want to send in any uh, thoughts about the episodes that they are rewatching as far as, you know, let's not skip ahead, but for episode one, if you have thoughts that you want to send in you can email us yeah no spoilers please no please because we're yeah we're trying to uh experience this uh for the first time um for each show so yeah i think we should tell people where to what's yeah what's the email address is it kickstreampod at gmail kickstreampod at gmail.com yeah email us there if you have any thoughts or concerns Mm -hmm. or corrections corrections i'm sure we screwed many things up probably but you know also keep in mind this is these are just our opinions yeah. on these shows you and we're know? just people we're just people like you we'll see you for next episode of kicking and streaming episode two for lost and buffy you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at kickstreampod. Um, Our website is kickingstreaming.com, and you can email us kickstreampod at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, everyone. Always remember that streaming is better with friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.